Yeah, I remember seeing dicks like in in butts, <laughs> like in mouths, like in in everywhere, and just being like, "What is going on here?" Welcome back to Show Me Yours Podcast with Jackie and Johnny. I'm Jackie Agnew. I'm Johnny DeVito. And uh, welcome back, as I already said. Welcome <laughs> back. Yeah, Jackie, that's a fantastic <laughs> intro. We're not going to do anything about it. We're going to leave it right there. That's good radio. <laughs> the exciting thing about today's episode, Jackie, is that we've done so many goddamn guests. And mm -hmm. I like having guests. Yeah. I'm a social butterfly, you know what yeah. I mean, right? Like, I'll always open the doors, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to anybody, right? Nobody's ever brought a bottle of wine. You know what I mean? It's Nobody's true. ever brought a, you know, even even a snack. Yeah. You know what I mean? What the fuck is that? Cheese and crackers, nothing, right? So I'm not going to say that all the guests that we've had suck. Mm -hmm. But no one has brought us gifts yet. Just so. saying. Just saying. <laughs> um, but it's totally fine. The reason that we started this podcast was so we could, you know, we could talk our shit, right? We could yeah. show each other fucking tunes that we both like and stuff. Exactly. And then it's just been a whirlwind. Everybody's like, yo, I want to come and sit on the couch. I mean, it's hard being this uh, noteworthy, you know, new when, and when, noteworthy. When you're in demand like this, Jackie, like it's really hard to, uh, you know, to turn down the droves of yeah. people that have Sweets. actually oh my goodness right they yeah. keep coming they keep coming and uh and today we're finally in a position where we can say hey mm -hmm. this is our fucking show yeah yeah and we're gonna talk about <laughs> one of my favorite bands uh -huh. one of my favorite albums we might we, we might even get into it a little bit yeah. i don't know but the just I, I i just can't say how excited i am mm -hmm. to be at the table yeah, not to using be back coasters. In Look at you, you're already spilling I'm and so shit. I'm so sorry, I noticed that. No, it's too. fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a quick adjustment here because I feel like you're getting all the. Feel like I'm getting all the light? Okay. Yeah. We're yeah, adjusting on the fly. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, like I mean, the more, the yeah. light loves me, Jackie. Right? <laughs> I've walked into the light several times and I've been sent back. But, uh, you know, that's that's just uh, that's just between me and Jesus. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done a done a cast in the in the studio here. Yeah. So we got to got to, you know, shake, shake the rust off. Of you it. Gotta, yeah, you yeah. got to jump drive and then you will. And you got to, you know, shake and rattle and roll. Right. Yeah. I think that like, that goes without saying <laughs> it's impossible to um, understate the impact that uh, the last two years has had on everybody's life. You yes. know what I mean? And nothing more. Um, has really been getting me mm -hmm. than like the absence of live music. Right. Right. Yeah. So there is been nothing but a great opportunity for a lot of bands to be putting music out and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think a lot of them are holding on to it because you can't tour it. You can't share it with everybody. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Which is um, a little bit upsetting. I think I can hear the crackle from the light in the corner. I here. know it's that? really going. If I it mean, explodes. It won't, uh, yeah. This might be this podcast might be all over the place. Quite literally. But um, I don't think the mics are going to pick it up. No. Nope. Yeah, it is a little concerning. It's crackling more than usual. Yeah, if you guys see, uh, you know, feel us getting a little bit weird here, it's <laughs> that we're literally a ticking time bomb, yeah. maybe five feet away from where we're sitting yeah. right now. But, you know, that's all good. <laughs> that's all gravy, baby. If anyone wants to donate, 
we can uh, yeah. upgrade yeah, our, our setup here. That'd yeah, be awesome. go fund us. Someone start a GoFundMe page for Show Me Yours podcast, should or maybe we, we should start it. Yeah, yeah that cut out the middleman there. I was going to say you start it, it and then send us the money. You yeah. get. <laughs> I just like the idea of someone doing it for us. That'd be funny but if somebody started a GoFundMe podcast for our podcast and then kicked us like 70 30 or something. Back, yeah. like just gave us 30%. Yeah, That'd yeah. be awesome. Uh, maybe we'll start one. And uh, Kick them 30. yeah, yeah, 30%. We'll go back to the view exactly. You <laughs> donate us 30% more than what you want us to have, and we will give you back that 30%. Do yourself a favor, put something <laughs> in your pocket. I yeah. mean, nobody is really doing anything that's going to benefit your life, right? There's nobody else out there offering you this kind of once in a lifetime opportunity, it's very true, right? I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, you can just hang your hat on the fact that you know you did something positive yeah right? like your kids are yeah. gonna look at you one day and they're gonna be like daddy where were you when the shit went down and mm -hmm. you'd be like i was donating to show me yours podcast yeah and they'll be like oh you mean the the show me you show me yours overlords that now run the all of um, the americas yeah basically the free world in general yeah right? and they'll be like yeah i helped and they're like oh thank god this is the kind of leadership that the world needed. Oh, thousands of years we've been going without it. Yeah. Right? And uh, soon we will, uh, you'll all be our uh, um, underlings. Jackie, I need to make it very clear <laughs> to you right now that people aren't possessions. Okay? I didn't, I did not say that. Okay. I said underlings. Underlings. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will rule over top of Albeit all of them. I lingered. I yes. was searching for a word that would not get us into trouble. You really stumbling around that. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay. All right. Back to the topic at hand, Jackie. What we're dealing with right now is uh, just kind of... Um, I'm, I'm not going to say like a lull. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe like a plateau of, mm -hmm. of goods. You know, people are... Uh, there's been so little, I think, like great music mm -hmm. been kind of put out maybe in the past couple of years that people are losing their minds over Drake and Kanye. Sure. I feel like there's just been so little music in general put out. And um, regardless of what you may think uh, or what you regardless of if you like Drake or Kanye or not, they are still like the biggest like hype lords. And so for them to be putting albums out a few days within each other either way after a news. pandemic regardless of whether you think it's good music or not personally i, I i'm only halfway through drake's i haven't listened to his in its entirety oh, did you yet hear the first uh, 30 53 seconds of kanye's album i yeah i listened to his whole album Donda. it took me yeah Donda. yeah <laughs> it took me a while they're both lengthy albums they're both over an hour donda i'm sorry nothing resonated with me there it was it was very bloated very meandering uh there were no there were no bangers no bops nothing really slapped for me uh drake i will say his album already i like it a little bit better uh but that being said not his best work either i only hear them peripherally from what my roommates play and it all <laughs> sounds like dog shit to me and i'm a big <laughs> fan of the hip-hop music right and i really want you know but I, but i want some bangers maybe the stuff that i'm looking for isn't the kind of music that they're making. You know what I mean? Hard beats yeah. and hard rhymes, right? I want some bars. I would say I they're mean? both past their prime. Uh, I was big fans of both of them at different times in my life. Both of these albums, I wasn't really expecting it to be their best work. And I would say 
they met my expectations. That being said, I haven't listened to the second half of Drake's album. Maybe it'll blow me away. Might revolutionize music yeah. in general. Probably not, but, but we're going uh, to go with it. But yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, regardless, uh, I forget what my point was. Well, ba- yeah. basically, Jack, <laughs> what I was trying to say was that the, in the in the midst of all the fog, right, <laughs> you have a great band, probably yeah, the yeah. best three piece for my money <laughs> okay. in the Lawrence Arms. Right. Yes. Put out an album called Skeleton Coast in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's probably my favorite favorite album of the i don't know since the since the real world went away mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's uh it grew on me a little bit mm-hmm. you know when it kind of came out um uh i'm always going to compare it to the, like its last work and and uh well it's funny that you mentioned with uh like you're saying that um, kanye and drake were both like past their prime mm-hmm. yeah um, this band uh for me only continues to get better now mm-hmm. being a friend of mine i played a lot of lawrence arm songs for you yes and you've heard my love for an album called oh calcutta yes which basically revolutionized fucking a, a new <laughs> breed of punk rock. I mean, we could talk about it. We could get into it, but maybe mm-hmm. we'll save that for the Ocal Cutter record because mm-hmm. we're going to do it. Right. But basically, this band, um, especially in the last three albums from Ocal Cutter to Metropole to Skeleton, Skeleton Coast, mm-hmm. this one that we're talking about today, um, they almost get better. It's right. almost like they kind of find their groove and, and, uh, and mm-hmm. have really kind of gotten into it. I think on the earlier albums, they were singing like the wrong harmonies. There's a great podcast with um the singer well we'll break down the band here very quickly mm-hmm. lawrence arms is neil hennessy on drums chris mccoggan on guitar and brendan kelly on bass mm-hmm. um chris and brendan kind of taking um uh equal duty or whatever with vocals and stuff like that kind of writing um their own songs separately and bringing the whole album together right which really gives each of their records a really um like a cool mix of like peaks and valleys mm-hmm. right because you have one that's um like chris mccoggan go and listen to sundowner as well as his other project and stuff and you're gonna get that kind of um like the lighter side and then brendan comes in and just kind of kick punches you in the gut a little bit with like the heavier voice and the, and mm-hmm. the screams and stuff like that faster pace so goddamn fucking good and also check out um brendan kelly and the wandering birds for more lighter kind of stuff and um uh, Brennan Kelly and uh, drummer Neil Hennessy also in the Falcon. If mm-hmm. you want to fucking ooh, go unicornography, <laughs> we'll talk about it. It's one of the fucking greatest records of all time, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's just, you know, what I mean, from the start, it just it kicks you in the dick and and it puts you where you want to be. And this particular record, it's almost like they've started to do like um, like almost concept records. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess they all have been. Yeah, shit. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of context here that you might not have or whatever, okay. but they've been kind of doing this for uh, for a period of time, and I think they've now like hit the fucking nail on the head. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I, I can't wait for them to right to keep going at this trajectory. Yeah. Before we we dive deep into this album, did you want to talk about the the other the other story? Sure, that, we dipped yeah. our toes into yeah. it a little bit. Like you know, motherfuckers, like we're gonna you might get a little bit of music out of this one. <laughs> I'm really excited about yeah, it. But yeah, Jackie, yeah. you're right. You're right. <laughs> I got a little. I got I got a little no, excited. No, 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 no. That's okay. It's a little uh, a little amuse uh, bouche. Oh yeah, we're talking about this one. <laughs> um, but there is something that uh, that that's been on our minds now. Yes. That we do have to talk about. Yeah. So a little precursor. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, Jackie, there was a story on the news mm-hmm. where a young man had moved back into his parents' house briefly. Yeah. And was moving away. Mm-hmm. And in that move, the parents had thrown away a vintage pornography collection. Right. And he was threatening to sue. Now, I remember this story okay. from before thinking, that's hilarious. Right. Could you imagine putting a fucking dividing line in between you and your parents. I mean, that's pretty, yeah, to take and it to court. And having that dividing line being like 
non just like a pile of vintage gangbang pornography i'm not sure which brand he was into specifically yeah. but i hope the grosser the better because yeah. you can't like you can't replace some of these things i mean this is vintage stuff vhs dvd hard copy magazines jackie like this yeah, is this right is, this yeah is good yeah stuff. it's collector's items which I, I understand i mean like i uh i'm as uh as as you know i have a, I, I get attached to things i have a lot of things you've you've yeah, helped me pornography move before. subscriptions <laughs> things like that, right? yeah Jackie. but but anything uh i understand the attachment to things you know and so I understand okay. getting really upset yeah. when, because that's happened to me before. Uh, nothing is as valuable as this. But um, in the the years uh, since I've moved away, um, whether that be the years when I was living in Montreal or since moving to Vancouver, there have been some some possessions tossed out uh, from my room that I was not. Uh, happy about sure. they were dubbed useless mm. and i said in what world is a snuggie useless it's a blanket with arms and um it just doesn't uh i i don't understand you know throwing out someone else's possessions it's weird and because like the guy probably had a similar item but uh, <laughs> they sell an x-rated version with a dick hole in it <laughs> So yeah. like a snuggie is basically just because like you get hot when you're masturbating under a blanket. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe you might not, but I do. You know what I mean? So it's just nice if you can have like a little breathability. Right. And it was a chubby. Yeah. Or if they're a chubby. <laughs> it could have been. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But that's yeah. that's an, like an as seen on TV product that was like only on the Playboy channel. Right. Only sold on like a specific infomercial two times at two in the right. fucking morning. You had to be there. Right. You know what I mean? Um, He's purchasing this stuff like analog style he's probably writing checks for yeah, some of this shit yeah. you know what i mean this is old school collection this goes back to like this is a level of depravity that dates back right you know what i mean 15 20 years or whatever and none of those imagine if he was like your honor none of those pages stick together right like, <laughs> i cared about this shit i'm yeah. over here busting us willy-nilly and every hustler that i had right you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Right? these would might be considered like vintage to or sorry like a mint condition to a collector yeah you know what i mean looking for resale yeah well that's yeah what i'm i'm saying uh giving the this uh background info is that i understand where he's coming from sure because i too have been upset about uh items of mine being thrown away now i would love to know what um the relationship is like between him and his parents for him to to go the legal route um there must be some sort of why did he move out like there must be some sort of i would hope if they had yeah. a perfect relationship and then all of a sudden it's turned into a court battle i don't know if you've ever been uh sued before my family has <laughs> over our our dog multiple times by our neighbor doesn't end well not a lot of neighborly love no no yeah the, the relationship <laughs> yeah. is damaged it's spoiled so, jackie but yeah. when you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars yeah but what i i had i just hope yeah i hope that they already had a bad relationship rather than this being what ruined them but anyways with that lead up the story does have a happy ending now from what depends whose side you're on yeah the dad had to jerk <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but uh the son has won his lawsuit against his parents after they destroyed his porn collection finally justice prevails yeah 
<laughs> he can so i haven't even read the article so ba- it's worth the the uh all, his porn collection was estimated to be worth twenty nine thousand dollars uh and so i guess that that's what they have to pay him now money money money, money. yeah money there's no way that that guy is going to turn around and not invest all of that thirty thousand dollars back into um physical pornography right you would have to yeah because at something. that point like you i i mean i i like records mm. i collect stuff you know what i mean there's something warm about it right exactly, like maybe yeah. he feels the same way about like a vhs maybe there's something about, like the crackle of yeah. the vhs or something that kind of puts you where you need to be to enjoy that a little bit better right like with the vinyl mm. people say there's a tone or something like that right i like the art i like to read the lyrics and shit like that right there's something uh there's like a personal connection right that i think you don't get with digital music or digital pornography for that matter right you know what i mean because i had to go out of the out of my way to buy the thing you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and to take it home and it it does like it adds like um you know a, a little bit of uh of of intimacy between like the collector and the thing that you're collecting yeah right? like to have the the physical object and it is like an apt comparison if a your parents were to throw out like your record collection no one would be questioning that that is you know you need to reimburse 100 yeah but just 100%. because it's porn just because like, yeah. yeah exactly so it's up to somebody's um discretion to say what i think is right you know to be collected right like you could yeah. have like um uh like vintage uh fake dog poo collection right mm. like all the different piles of poop that they've made to look like dog shit over the years yeah you could have a collection of 40 of those things just because i think well i think that's pretty awesome actually total mm-hmm. disclaimer right but i could cool, see yeah. that somebody you know might look at that like that's not a collection this is just literally a box of fake dog shit yeah try to find that again try to track that down and try to replace what a lifetime of hunting out those items is worth to somebody that gives a shit about them mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you're collecting it yeah. does matter um that somebody is an asshole for just assuming that it's worthless or yeah, or, or taking even like a higher road about it even taking judgmental exactly yeah, taking that yeah. road about it saying like you need to find the lord so like here i'll send you a bible instead of your twenty thousand dollar porn collection yeah. It's crazy to me. Yeah, and whether you're someone's parents or not, it's not up to you what someone decides to... Oh, my God, Jackie. Y- Breakthrough in the case. <laughs> Breakthrough in the case. Imagine this, yeah, yeah. right? Imagine the dad is going through and he was like, holy shit, like, this is taking me back to my days. I remember all these issues. Mm-hmm. I remember all these videos, right? But I got the right. old lady at the house. She's a fucking total freak, right? Right. Not a freak in the good way. A total lunatic that won't let me possess the things that I want, yeah. much like vintage pornography. Right. So then he kind of maybe became attached to his son's collection, mm-hmm. kept it, maybe in like a U-Haul facility, maybe like a U-storage kind of yeah, situation yeah, yeah. or something, right? Under, you know, behind the orange pull-up door yeah. is now like a lazy boy and mm. like a big screen and now the dad has like you know what i mean he like a wank cave off in a in a storage yeah facility. he's y- there's no sur- there's no search history that you have to fucking deal with here or whatever yeah, he pays yeah, cash yeah. you know what i mean monthly right it's not a big deal mm. but now he figures like okay i've set up like my man cave this is going to be awesome i'm going to be chucking loads in here for like and probably until i die mm-hmm. gotta tell the son i threw everything out Right? Because yeah. that's not something that the son would ever share with the dad. That's not something that the dad would share with the son. But now that there's legal ramifications, Pops has to sit there and he has to look at this U-Haul facility mm-hmm. filled with all this vintage porno and like this great, you know, um, life that he's created for himself that right. he stole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not yeah, his. Yeah. He doesn't have any right to all this stuff. Right. right. Yeah. Do you pay your son $30,000 or do you come clean and say, hey, 
it's all over here. Depends on the dynamic of the marriage. I mean, if he wants to, if he's going to that length to to hide that part of his life from his wife, then it leads me to believe that there's... Uh, oh, dads are hiding way more heinous <laughs> shit than a little bit of porn from their wives. Yeah, I mean? but if you have a whole... Uh, like, if you're going to those lengths, is what I mean. Like, he needs it to be that separate and secret, then then it seems to me that they're on two completely different pages. The you know husband I mean? and the wife? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if, she, if it was that extreme that he needs to rent out a storage facility... To steal his son's $30,000 porn collection. And jerk off in this, this storage facility just so there's no chance... Of his wife being in the same vicinity as him, I think that that. Um, I mean, I I pray for the for the family. For Do you think that's a reach? I was reaching a little bit there. You no, think no, it's no, just no, not no, like no. a likely I think it's possibility? Possible. The the thing that gets me is the language used in the court case was that they destroyed the porn. So that leads me to believe that there was some sort of evidence of it being destroyed beyond repair. Maybe they burned it. You having like you having like a like a, just a, like a pussy bonfire in the backyard of just like all this <laughs> like that is really weird because like that's like magazines and shit like it doesn't go up like newspaper you know what I no, mean? No, it like, doesn't. I'd imagine it's that'd like be a, toxic. It's black, yeah, yeah it's a black, right. Uh, flame there, yeah. And I mean, like you know sure as well as I do mixed too. Mixed it right? in with some other flammable. Well, yeah, but like I mean, but but even like a like like like. In a $30,000 porn collection, I'm assuming mm -hmm. there's toys in there too, right? So say like 14, 15 oh, dildos. Did are, it, uh, there'd probably specify be, like what the nature of I it? would be blown away if a man had amassed a $30,000 porn collection and it was just pornography. Right. Like I think it would be like, you know what I mean? There would have to be some toys and apparatuses and stuff in there. Because if you're going to spend all that money on jerking off, you're all probably going to have a couple things to jerk off with maybe. A couple pocket right. pussies or something like that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe into a little fair, bit of butt yeah. stuff. Maybe you're involved in a community that is also into this thing, and you basically mm -hmm. just house the library. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm. Right? Like there His could be. And then he had no choice but to seek, uh, to go to um, through a legal process to get his money uh, back because it was under it was his responsibility now to replace all these items for his fellow. Uh, well, he's a good. He's got a good yeah. heart. He's a man of the community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, after yeah. all this, like we've just made all this up, but like, I mean, mm -hmm. in our in our heart of hearts, is what we want to believe, right? Right. Obviously, he was dealing with a tyrannical um, mother and father mm -hmm. that, um, through whatever, you know, what what whatever ideas that their parents possess, I think is completely out of the fact here like mm -hmm. you have to um you have to find out what's going on between the father and the son i think because the father is right. the one who allegedly had destroyed everything right so if the father is like i that think it was it was both was it not the father was the one that made the contact okay sorry in the article the father's one okay. that made the contact right. and had and and delivered the news mm. that all this stuff had been destroyed gotcha gotcha right? so he clearly had some guilt there you would think so, right? Yeah. Because I don't care who you are. If it's fucking uh, your son's $30,000 collection of anything, at one point you got to be mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of shit here. I mean, some of it might have seminal or sen sentimental value, mm -hmm. right? Well, it says, so I'm just skimming this to try and see if there's more information. It said that he moved into his parents' house after a divorce. And so perhaps this was like 
items belonging to both him and his his ex-wife like there could have been an incredible amount of sentimental value what a relationship right yeah what a relationship to have like we've never amassed any Mm. pornography you know what i mean right together yeah right there's no i don't have one relationship that's not true that's not true i've amassed (laughs) i've been in some relationships where i've amassed some things but never like physical pornography to watch right always just kind of like physical things to put inside myself yeah and somebody else yeah maybe some light belt restraints some things like that or whatever but Mm -hmm. it's usually um like uh you know like 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 products and toys and things like that right to aid in the um in the act rather than just watching other people yeah not like going out and shopping for 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 magazines just fuck flicks and and and, and magazines that's yeah sounds that sounds lovely there is, um, you know what I mean, your version of entertainment might be different than mine. That's true. Yeah, you have to reach a, a common... Uh, some people watch Space Jam too, right? For yeah. some people, Algae Rhythm is the man. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to front like they don't remember, you know what I mean, that Bill fucking Murray already rocked that motherfucker. Yeah, if you're, if you're watching... Sp- I mean, sure, watch, watch it once. But Watch uh, it once so that you could understand that, you know what I mean, Don Cheadle is probably one of the greatest actors of, t- of all time. But yeah. as far as like a supporting role in a Space Jam movie goes, Don Cheadle yeah. doesn't even come close to Bill Murray. And why would you, why, why the need for the sequels? It's, it, honestly, Jackie, if you have amassed enough like original content mm-hmm. and now your, um, your viewership is at a, an age where you can capitalize on their nostalgia... Yeah. Then you just repackage it and sell it back to them. They had like the fucking clown from it in the fucking um uh like in the audience. There's like oh, Batman yeah? on the side of the court, like cheering on LeBron James and oh, really? shit. Did you watch it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. <laughs> that it was like infuriating. Right. You know right. what I mean? To the point, except for Dawn Cheadle is algae rhythm because right that's hilarious to me so at some <laughs> point like the movie is so bad that it be like it, it gains its own charm yeah a yeah. little bit but um but nothing compared to the no 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 it's yeah. it's because it, warner brothers is, like the only thing that they have that to stand on is all the stuff that they've done right right like yeah. i think that um nothing new is coming down the pipe for them which is a goddamn travesty because in my opinion the warner brothers cartoons the looney tunes are my favorite were my favorite as a kid yeah and daffy yeah. duck is still like my favorite cartoon character arguably or whatever to this day if unless we're talking about like randy marsh you know what i mean right. i would say for like yeah. children's cartoon character nobody yeah. makes me laugh harder than daffy duck got to give it up to warner brothers pictures for that but mm-hmm. if warner brothers doesn't have anything fucking new in the next in the last like fucking 20 years or whatever let's say well you, you know damn you're 25 years or whatever since space jam came mm-hmm. up and all you've done is just um basically make the story shittier make lebron kind of suck as a father <laughs> 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 to his kid his son basically is like uh lebron wants his kid to play basketball and right. be like the greatest basketball player in the world and his right. kid is just like a fucking computer genius who like <laughs> which is like a skill in its own thing that yeah. a parent could be supportive, supportive about, about that, <laughs> not <yeah>. not lebron <laughs> not lebron <laughs> you know so then they get uh yeah they get sucked in and, and it's just fucking stupid right so the idea that algae rhythm like exists anywhere that like warner brothers property exists mm-hmm. it's a fucking thin premise at best okay. and it's not for the kids space jam Jackie, I was five years old. I, yeah, no. I was, right? That yeah, shit was yeah. made for me. 
Yeah, and I remember we fucking watched the shit out of that uh, VHS that we we watched that all the fucking yeah. time on repeat. Like yeah, you, yeah. you had a lot of like the Disney like the the um, like Disney movies. I'm assuming, yeah. right? So like the yeah. VHS, you know, they're like bigger plastic ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only big yeah. plastic one that I had was yeah. fucking Space Jam. Yeah, because I'm not yeah, yeah. a girl, even though like I mean I dressed up <laughs> like one from time to times, but regardless. <laughs> Of the fact my mom just wasn't buying me that shit or whatever, right? She was trying to right. suppress my homosexuality. Right down. You stuff that down. <laughs> you stuff that down. You watch Looney Tunes. Yeah. You know what I was... This is such a tangent. But you know what I was thinking about? Oh, like, this whole episode is going to be a tangent. We might get to the Lawrence <laughs> yeah. Arms. It's the uh, best. Yeah. It's really fucking good. They're my favorite band. Check them out. <laughs> yeah. But if we, in case we don't get to it. I was thinking about uh, this morning, though. Like, when I was a kid, uh, and, like, growing up with two brothers, is like, we would, like wear each other's clothing all the like i feel like that's a natural phase for a kid to go through but now i feel like parents are so like hyper aware about it well, if, like, like now kid, if kelly like, was wearing your clothes i think one way is like well, it's, no, it's okay I mean, for like, one way to go like but i know. mean like as as chi- as young children like sure. i'm talking like like three four years well, old. i only had an older brother right so like i would right, i would yeah, like yeah, i mean half sense, mo- yeah. most of my clothes were his old clothes or right whatever, with, like, yeah, yeah. but it was like i don't know i mean maybe anyone who's watching who had a brother-sister relationship, maybe they can speak to this as well. But, like, I remember when we were super young, like, we, it's, like, a natural, like, exploration thing as a child just being like oh like why like i can wear like guys clothes like i'll wear my brother's clothes and they're like yeah like i'll wear yours like just walking around the house being silly oh yeah you don't put sex on it when you're a fucking child exactly but now i feel like if kids do that yeah if parents have children they're like three years old wanting to put on his sister's you know shirt or whatever they're like Oh, oh okay, okay. Oh but oh then, like, yeah. you push that whole thing they're either forward. Gonna yeah. go, they're either going to be really scared and shut it down, or they're going to be like, oh, I think, I think that like my three-year-old might be trans transgender. Sure. When it's just, like, kind of, I think, like, a natural phase that every kid goes through when you're just finding out what yeah, gender is. Yeah, if you're a kid is, and there's, yeah. like, a fucking trunk full of, of, of like, yeah. of, of stage costume and shit, you put it all on. Yeah. Like Joey yeah. fucking pissing off Chandler or whatever. You come back exactly. wearing everything yeah, in the fucking trunk. Yeah. And like you don't attach like like sex or anything to it, right? And if it you know, if that comes later where you're like, Oh no, wait a minute, I'm wearing this fucking dress every day, then cool, shout out to that kid or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> if that if that turns out uh not turns out if you grow you know, you grow up and that remains a, yeah. a big part of your personality, then obviously that is totally valid but i also think that that's just a natural phase yeah parents for need to young chill. children to go through and i fear that like now parents who are like maybe over um overly sensitive to it would be too quick to be like oh my child is is non-binary or my child is transgender because that's a weird thing old. to yeah. say for about a yeah. fucking five-year-old yeah. kid or whatever right yeah. like i don't uh yeah i think that well, the, like the thing for me is that like I like have changed my mind. I'm, I'm fucking shit. I do like still to this day or whatever. Like and I'm really glad that no decision that I ever made mm, uh, as a yeah. child <laughs> is yeah. still affecting me to this day. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. permanently or whatever, right? But at the same time too, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure like I'd like to be a lady. Probably like only two three times a week. <laughs> All right. So maybe that puts me under 
you know that spectrum or whatever right yeah and like also just because i know i'd be smoking fucking hot like <laughs> yeah. look at me listen yeah, to my voice yeah, of course right change from yeah. like johnny to jenny well, that's my sister's name i'd have to get a different name <laughs> i'm jenny <laughs> yeah. that's hot but uh but but um yeah, yeah. I forget where where that where that thought kind of Jackie. This has been from, an entire but, uh, tangent that basically started off with, 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 with the, yeah, morning, with yeah. Well, no, I think it, well, it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting to bring up. It's definitely yeah. you know nothing that like I have any really like to stand on or whatever. But I do think it's kind of weird. I, mean, I do think it's yeah. weird that anything um, like remotely sexualized is even being discussed in front of children. Like what I the agree. fuck? Are There's we doing, like a man? certain it's like you need to allow like them to have their time to explore. And like mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the weirdest part about having like young children is kind of just having to witness them like exploring things and like not knowing uh what it means like as an adult because yeah. there's no you know when you're an adult and you kind of like sexualize everything not that you're sexualizing a child but you I know do. Like i'm what playing with a with a stress <laughs> ball right <laughs> yeah. now that's in the shape of a boot <laughs> so like it happens but i, I mean they're know, yucky like in real life but yeah, like this one's yeah. pretty cool but just like witnessing like <laughs> kids like do things like you know discover things and they have their everything is completely innocent for for a child but just seeing yeah. it as an adult and being like don't know well taking the well, well that's the one. thing is right yeah, if you're hyper yeah. aware then you take the childhood innocence away from play right like exactly, you know what i mean yeah, like, like yeah. when kids are playing or whatever there's like a childhood innocence that's there yeah, so like if you're yeah. being hyper aware and like putting anything else onto it that's probably not what's going through the kid's head yeah exactly you know what i mean I it's probably that. like oh these shoes are like high off the ground that's weird it'd be cool to fucking to try to walk around in those yeah. and you're like you're that's a three-year-old boy five-year-old boy let him do whatever the fuck he wants exactly, and leave him yeah. the fuck alone <laughs> yeah and that was like <laughs> you know me and my yeah me and my brother's would always like play around and dress up and shit and my parents never like made us feel shame about it and like obviously like i'm like privileged saying this i'm very fortunate that i've never like second guessed my my gen i've never felt like i wanted to be a guy and that's like a very like privileged position i feel lucky totally but um but yeah if you're like a parent and then you're all of a sudden shaming like a you know four-year-old a four-year-old your four-year-old son for trying on mom's high heels and they have no idea they don't have to know that that's that's not wrong Jackie, like, that's i would a wear kid. like a yeah. flower like a like a hawaiian t-shirt and get called a fag that was the it was just like a lot like harsher and stuff so like yeah. i mean definitely um i don't want anybody to go through like you know like growing up like that but at the same time there needs to be like a you know what you I mean? You also don't have to put labels to it. Exactly. You'd be like, oh, like my my son tried on my my wife's high heels. I think he might be transgender. I think he might be non-binary. It's like, no, he's a fucking four-year-old. <laughs> I was going to say discovering the world. <laughs> you know, he's a fucking. <laughs> That's where my family would have went with it, right? Like, the thing was, like, I used to play with, uh, like, wrestling action figures. Like, I was obsessed with wrestling when I was a kid, right? So, like, I would collect all these things. Another fucking on topic of these collections, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and I'm pissed off that my mom threw away all these fucking collect Because, like, I mean, there'd be some dope ones. The only Mm -hmm. one that I have is Stone Cold Steve Austin still. But I had to buy that from a grown man Mm -hmm. when I was a grown man after the fact, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So, I would have, like, The Rock and Stone Cold. I had Mankind, Cactus Jack, and dude love yeah jackie mm-hmm. do you have any idea what that means no that means that mick foley got paid three times because mm-hmm. that's all three characters that he's wrestled as is him so it's really yeah. just mick foley three times but it's <laughs> mankind cactus jack and dude love 
And then, like, I'd have there be, like, a triple threat team up against, like, say, like, Kane and Undertaker and Stone Cold or something. That's the coolest fucking match ever. I'm, like, 10 years old. I'm having a great time. But my uncles, my older brother and everything, they'd just be snickering, like, oh, Johnny's playing with his men. <laughs> right. Because I'm just, yeah, like, you know, playing yeah. with, like, jacked up dudes in their underwear and stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? Fast forward a few years later, not much has changed. <laughs> but <I'm> just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what I mean? The, um, yeah. uh, like, there was always, like, some kind of, like, uh, like weird connotation with like you have to do it this way and yeah. you can't play with those things or whatever like yeah. mighty max was like a thing that was exactly poly pocket but for guys or whatever right, right? Yeah, yeah. so like if you're like a five-year-old kid and you find a poly pocket and you're playing or whatever the girl's just like going around like a mall rather than like a fucking haunted castle mm-hmm. essentially the same fucking game yeah right but you know yeah there's something weird to it but nobody ever told me that like oh maybe you'd be more comfortable in a dress Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was already too I tall. Think, I was uh, already too loud and stuff like that. They were like, "No, just do your favor, man. You'd be, yeah. you'd be a real." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if like parents like then. I just feel like I'd be a six foot Joan Rivers if I was just transitioned when yeah. I was really young. That'd be funny. <laughs> well, I was even thinking, like when I was thinking about this this morning, like that thought would never have even gone through like my parents' minds because no one. It was so, not that it wasn't a thing, obviously it's always been a thing, but it wasn't something that a lot of people knew about or talked about, just like the existence of transgendered people, which is terrible that it's taken this long. But back when I was a kid, they, my parents wouldn't have even had that thought. Maybe they would, (laughs) like, they wouldn't have been like, if it was, then the thought would have been like, oh, maybe, maybe my kid's a tranny or something like that. Yeah, totally. yeah. Not even really like it being like a joke. I think it'd be played thing. off as a joke rather yeah, than anything specifically. Exactly. Yeah, rather sure. than like actually sure. understanding, you know, it would never have even crossed anyone's mind. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. until like uh, maybe fucking seeing like the crying game or something like that or whatever, because it was mm-hmm. always just yeah. like uh, like Rocky Horror Picture Show that probably too mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but that's where it was like in pop culture. Yeah. Um, but also like the first time that, uh, oh, this fucking, this whole episode is coming full circle, Jackie. Yeah. Because, uh, when I was a kid, it's like a rite of passage for boys to find like porno in the, in the woods. Right. So we found like somebody's $30,000 porno collection. Maybe you've never heard this. It's a rite of passage to find. It's a rite of passage. Woods. Listeners fucking write in. You're finding porn in the woods story. Little boys find porn in weird places. Maybe not in the woods, Is but I found mine porn in, the wo- in the woods. Jackie, there, there must have been in the 90s. Jackie, there was porn <laughs> in the woods everywhere. As far as the eye could see, every kid has a story of like in the garage, in the back or whatever, wherever they found it. Okay, but okay. in trail, there was this uh, there was like the dump and it was basically like over the hill from the high school that I went to or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. if you climb up that fucking little mountain or whatever, right, it's a pretty big fucking hill. We're from mm-hmm. the Kootenays or whatever, you know, so it's, yeah, yeah. so you climb up that fucking hill and at the top of it under a tree, there was like three milk crates mm-hmm. filled with porn magazines. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. high five moment. This is amazing. I can't remember who initially found it. It wasn't me that initially found it. I was brought there by a friend. Right. So when we they had just they had found it and left it there. Yeah. Well, everybody was, takes a little piece. Like you take, well, yeah, but we're, yeah. your kids, Jackie, so you can't take home a milk a crate milk full <laughs> of porn. <laughs> I guess that's true. Right. You <laughs> yeah. take the one that you need because you've never right. even seen yeah. a teddy before. Right. Yeah, so you're like, yeah. OK, I'm probably only going to need this one. You know, maybe <laughs> like, you know, swap it out every week or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it wasn't there for long. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the important part of this mm. thing. Right. Because I think everybody ransacked and raided it or whatever. But yeah. um, I remember taking one and just looking through it and 
barely like never seeing like sex or anything like that you know what i mean like i was way too young to be seeing that mm -hmm. and i opened one page and it was like one of like the first things that like i remember or whatever but it was a it was a it was a tall woman um you know fishnets high heels kind of lingerie or whatever still super big fan of that dark mm -hmm. hair st still super big fan of that mm -hmm. huge cock still super big fan <laughs> of that <laughs> you're like 12 years old you're like what the fuck is that like holy shit maybe even younger than 12 actually much younger than 12 but this uh yeah like that um like that whole thing was uh like it was peripheral but not right. in the you know what i mean out in the open or whatever right, right. and uh yeah, it was kind of funny, too, because, like, all these, like, weird things or whatever were, like, taboo and shit like that. And, like, you find, like, people are, like, making fun of them and shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm into that. So, like, almost like a... Yeah. It was almost like punk rock in a sense or whatever. There's, like, an underground thing or whatever. I'm like, ah, fuck you guys. Yeah. You know, or whatever, right? Which yeah. is just crazy. But now... I don't know. Now it's just everywhere and shit. If you want to meet a lovely lady, go to a makeup department at, uh, at your local Mac. <laughs> yeah. I think my first exposure to porn was um i was in <laughs> it was completely accidental i was in uh grade probably grade two and um me and my uh my friend carlin i'll say her name because we tell the story all the time um so you, yeah yeah you know you know carlin lovely yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah. fantastic was what's, what's your boyfriend's <laughs> name again uh jeff good shit love yeah, that guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out it's, to you guys yeah it's funny after this summer i feel like everyone i tell stories about now that you you've met most of them um but anyway so carla and i i think we were grade two and we were doing a school project on beavers and <laughs> so this would have been 2001 2002 so this is like right when the internet was kind of like starting yes, and yes, we didn't yes. know like google wasn't really a thing like we didn't know how to use i feel like i've already like uh you know when you're at a test and like i've, yeah. like, I've already like I've, I've finished the test before you told yeah, the story yeah. this is awesome. Sorry, continue. but we so we didn't know how to use the internet it just like was it, it was just starting the internet yeah. was just getting started um i don't think google was a thing yet or if it was we didn't know how to use it or, or what it was totally totally and so we were doing a, a school project on beavers so we just go to my like computer at home and just type in www.beavers.com shocked and horrified and confused <laughs> we were like this is not gonna help with the school project <laughs> was it hardcore was it like dick going in was there like I, do you remember specifically honestly, what, what it was i don't remember specifics because i remember i remember the first the few uh, first images that yeah, i saw the first so lesbian like picture that i saw i was like what well i remember so it must have been around the same time again not knowing how the internet worked how we like had fun on the internet was just going www.whatever.com. You know? Sure, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, um, Before and Google, baby. Yeah, and so then another incident, and I'm pretty sure this was with Carlin as well. We just were, you know, playing around and went www.girls.com. And that was some, like, hardcore shit. I remember seeing, yeah, I remember seeing dicks like in in butts <laughs> like in mouths like in in everywhere and just being like what is going on here <laughs> i remember i remember seeing like a, an image of a woman giving a blowjob and me being like what like that's a thing why like, is being that like seven years old and being like what the f that is not where that that's what you pee out of huh? why are you up <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember the first blowjob that I ever saw, like the first like video of it or whatever. I came home and my brother is there with his friend Joel. Joel Dasty, shout out to the man. Legendary cock on this guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was like something of legend. People yeah. would hear about, oh, yeah, then you'd like start dating oh, a girl and you'd be like, that. oh, that poor, that poor girl. <laughs> well, it's anyway. funny, I remember. Or I guess lucky, or, I don't know. Yeah, growing up, you somehow, like in high school and shit, you always knew the guys that had big, big dicks. Oh, like, it yeah. It was always talking. Yeah, oh, it. yeah, you know, you know, yeah. right? You know the kids that keep their, uh, you know, they, yeah. they keep the towel on when they're changing in the bathroom and shit, yeah, right? You know what yeah. I mean? I hey, yo. <laughs> this fucking one guy. I'll leave out all the details, but this one guy that a friend of mine was seeing after high school, but we all knew that he had a that he had like a massive schlong. Oh yeah, him. he's packing peace. Like, I what are we talking? Six like soft hang, uh, like a six I inch soft hang. That's fucking details, aggressive. You see that? that? You're like, especially when you're a kid and you see like a kid with like a huge dick. You're like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but I just remember me and my other friend, uh, not the one who was hooking up with him. But after our friends started kind of having a thing with him, just, like, yelling at him, we'd be drinking and, like, yelling at him in the living room, like, what up, horse dick? Like, nice. Like, we were just, like, calling him horse dick the whole, the whole fucking evening. Like, <laughs> 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 I mean, not the worst thing you call it. I mean, I'd rather be called horse dick than baby dick, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um. Well, so... Yeah, the first blowjob, uh, you go back. My brother's on like a LimeWire, Napster kind of um, mm-hmm. uh, downloading kind of situation. And you could download songs all day, but if, like the smallest video clip would take days, right? right? Like it would take so goddamn long. The file yeah. size was so big. And these guys were downloading this by the time I got home for like hours, mm-hmm. right? So the thing finally gets to like 100. Yeah. And they're like, we got porn. <laughs> we got porn. They were so happy. So I'm like, I'm coming out to be like, I want to see the porn, right? Because yeah. I might have only seen like the the images at that time, never seen it in action, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they click on the video and it's like five seconds of a blowjob. I'm oh just god. like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and they've been waiting hours for like three pumps on a cock, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like that, that's porn, crazy! And they were like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Like I, I had no idea that like that they've been burned or you know right. or whatever, right? Yeah, I yeah, didn't know yeah. what the fuck was going on, but I, I'll always remember in my parents' li- or my mom's <laughs> living room when like the family computer was a desktop like in the corner of the living room. My my brother had to like pull this off while she was at work and shit. Yeah classic <laughs> classic uh, you know God, but yeah. yeah like that uh you know i mean the, the the first porn regardless it's still it's still a collection you know what i mean and it's right. important and uh yeah, and then, don't and then throw you build out your, a, your child don't throw out anybody's collection, collection of anything yeah, yeah because you have no idea what that fucking psychopath like what that means to that person yeah right? and you could be liable for damages up to and including thirty thousand yeah. dollars so let's let's call that a win Exactly, yeah. Justice was served. Absolutely. And hopefully he can buy some of his uh, collectible items back. I mean, I, I really hope so. Or I really start hope a new collection. Yeah, maybe maybe you can get yeah. on some eBay and get some of the the, the, the hot ticket items. Like your yeah. Debbie Does Dallas, your classics, you know what I mean? We'll come back, right? But well, I was just talking about Debbie Does Dallas the other day. Fuck, we were trying to remember it wasn't Debbie Does Dallas. There was like that and there was another... Um, there was another like big porn that like everyone in our fucking middle school watched and all the guys had it on their iPods and shit. Was it pirates? We were trying no, we were trying to remember me and my uh my friend Shelby 
Sorry. Friend <laughs> of the not, show? But she, um, we were trying to remember, there was this one woman that was in a bunch of different different porns that like all of our guy friends in middle school had on their their iPods and it wasn't So are we going to talk Dallas. about a famous porn star from the mid 2000s? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say blonde hair, big tits. I think, I mean, Jenna probably. Jameson? Uh, no, I wasn't like a big, it wasn't cause I, it wasn't like a big name like that. I don't know. It was oh, just okay. like some, I'm going to have to circle back to, to Shelby for the details of what, but I remember us like sitting in, uh, this was before we like went out uh to her uh her property which is out of cell service so we had like stopped to like pull over and like google before we were before we were out of service because like we need to figure this out right now yeah it's gonna fucking bother bother us for the next few days were you trying to find her name we're trying to see all the stuff that she'd been in we're trying to find her name her filmography yeah yeah but i yeah i forget the details i'll I'll have to like ask shelby again what it was exactly because i just remember it was not debbie does dallas because i just kept being like are you sure and she's like no it wasn't debbie does uh, well, because Debbie Does Dallas is like the, that's the seventies, like that's a really old. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Like but first, that was like know. the classic. Even like when I was in middle school, that was the one oh, that course, like everyone yeah. talked about. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's the easy. I mean, well, that's a great fucking name, right? So it's so yeah. easily like uh, reference, referenceable. Yeah. For sure. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Porn and collections. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Should we talk about the record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's pretty good. <laughs> Sit in that silence, radio fans. <laughs> no, man, the Lawrence Arms is just the best band. Skeleton Coast is uh, mm-hmm. is the most recent record. The reason that I chose to do it today is because um, uh, a few days ago, Punk Rock Bowling mm-hmm. announced that uh, Lawrence Arms won't be making it. Yeah. Um, which is incredibly devastating. Yeah, yeah, I was I was very much looking forward to their uh set mo- probably more so than than most of the bands that were going there mm-hmm. um other than dillinger four and dillinger four has taken over their spot on the actual show so they're mm-hmm. gonna get to kind of see two dillinger four shows which is sweet no lawrence arms kicking the bag a little bit upset about that but let's keep the positivity rolling through yeah and uh and yeah kind of talk about um yeah, the record in the most positive light as I can, right? Because it's not up to them, I'm sure, right? It's not them. It's not Brendan Kelly and Chris McCoggan and Neil Hennessy that fucked me. <laughs> it's punk rock bowling. Yeah, and COVID. Mostly COVID. <laughs> COVID. I love everybody. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't be. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. be over here talking trash. But what did you think about the record, Jackie? I liked it a lot. I've heard it a, um, a few times. Oh, I've played I, it for you a bunch. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I like. Um, yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like the Lawrence Arms. I like Brendan Kelly. I like his his voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It's good. Uh, another good kind of band. Um, if you aren't like super into to like punk rock, but like want to start getting into it, I would say this is like a good band to yeah. start with. It's pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's fun. A lot of fun tunes. And uh, like you said, I like how it all kind of has like a a theme to it. It is like a bit of a concept album. It all flows together nicely. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I super super enjoyed it. Been been listened to it all day. Hell yeah. Well, where am I? Oh, skeletons on the shirt. Skeletons on the coast. Nice. <laughs> I like the idea. They named it after some place in Africa where apparently like um, ships. And whales just get beached all the time because the, si- the tides are so like unpredictable or whatever. So yeah. you'll always find like little scavenger dogs or whatever just picking the bones. There is there's something uh, like incredibly poetic about that. Yeah, there's this. I was during my 
I was watching this like documentary series about this guy who just like goes and like takes photos of bears and one of them was like the polar bear episode and there is like this beach I think it was like up in the uh like arctic and uh it was like in this village that uh it's like in a um like an indigenous village and anyways there's this beach that they always kind of whales will tend to get beached on and so it's like this big kind of graveyard of like whale bones because they just bring them to this one area and yeah it's all like polar bears and stuff that just kind of hang out there and pick apart all of like the the blubber and stuff remaining on the bones yeah there's something um like yeah like something like poetic about that thing to like kind of like to 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 focus an entire album uh, along the the idea of mm-hmm. like a scavenger's land where mm-hmm. you know what i mean everything is only there and like I be everything can kind of be washed away tomorrow yeah you know what i mean and there would just be like another <laughs> another pile of refuse there and the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the following day <laughs> is something so like hauntingly fucking cool mm-hmm. um but uh i think that what you gotta do when um i if, if this is a band that you're just gonna get into there's a 20 year career to mm-hmm. kind of go back to. So it's kind of interesting to, you know, to tell somebody to get into the band and then say like this new one is the shit. Cause mm-hmm. o- honestly, like if you get really into this one and then go back to the first, I think you might have to like put some pieces together if you're not. Yeah. I would say even like starting here and then going like backwards through time with their albums yeah. would be like a good way to, I think it would be like yeah. for what you were saying, if you were looking for something like a little bit more accessible that you kind of want to get into that style of music, then I definitely like from here working all the way back would be a fucking cool exercise for somebody that has never heard the band before. Yeah. I started at the beginning and went all the way forward. Right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got to see the progression in the sense of um, yeah. the a band that for, I mean, not speaking anything negatively about that band, but they were like the next generation Fat Records bands where you're signed by No Effects and you're in a um, a camp of bands that kind of largely sound the same or they're kind of all doing the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? Um, on a playlist, you could go, you know, mum, sh- shuffle them all up mm-hmm. and, and be in a pretty good um, place. But they were doing something a little bit different. Musically, definitely fit the label, but from the songwriting... There was always something that was going on there. It was a little bit different. They put out an album called Greatest Story Ever Told Mm -hmm. when I was young. Holy shit, I don't know. But uh, it was more of a concept album too, right? But like literary concept album. Right. I fucking still don't know what they're talking about. Right. I had to to read a lot more books. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So they've taken some... um, uh, they've taken some shots, I think, for being like maybe a little bit more like intellectual than their fan base, but they didn't do anything about being like up their own ass about it. Yeah, and I yeah. think um, like the world has now caught up to where the Lawrence Arms are, mm-hmm. and I think that's um, that's something that's really fucking cool for them because being on like Fat Records for the majority of their career, and then going um, to Epitaph Records, which is basically if you're in a punk rock band, then those two. Um, they, they might be like, uh, you know, f- say what you will about the bands and about what's going on there. But like you're going to open yourself up to much wider fan base, larger distribution, tours, you know what I mean? Stuff like that or whatever. Right. So you're going to get it's like close to like a major label, you know, that you're going to get in that genre, which is, you know, pretty hit or miss. Like you could either get on and and do well. But like for Canadian punk rock, let's say just for example, there's one band called Pup mm-hmm. that is very fucking popular. Um 
and uh, another band like uh, I'll say the Flatliners, which in my opinion are a much better band that have been around for like a little bit longer or whatever. But for some reason, Pup found this right. this thing that um, that broke them through to where I'll just walk down the street and you'll see. You know, kids wearing a, a pup T-shirt just because yeah. they were at a show. But you're like, well, do you listen to like the rest of this like style of music right. from bands that are friends of theirs? Yeah, you know what I mean. But they never really like kind of um, cataloged out. And I think that a lot of the stuff that um, that becomes um, lumped together is because of that. I don't think because Pup didn't go that that route of getting on this label and then touring with those bands and then kind of being um, kind of a part of that. Um, that whole system mm -hmm. which Lawrence Arms definitely were and not necessarily a standout band of that system I think for a long time right and there's a lot of good like there's a lot of great fucking Chicago punk rock bands and it's kind of like this own pocket it's its own sound you know mm -hmm. what I mean um, they're kind of like doing their thing over there right which isn't like drastically different but it's definitely you know um, of that of that variety and of that neighborhood where you listen to like Pegboy or like you know what I mean, like Jawbreaker, like Alkaline Trio or something like that. You can kind of like put all these like kind of poppy, but like, um, like pop punk, but with um, really solid lyrics that, you know, kind of like paint a picture or whatever. And they're not afraid to like take you there where a lot mm -hmm. of like other like California punk might be like too um, popular about chicks or about this or too like East Coast might be like too like aggressive or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of the bands that kind of like fall in that same category. And for 20 years later to see the Lawrence Arms just kind of still like holding a torch and actually putting out better shit than all their contemporaries yeah and only consistently getting better i think that speaks a lot to like their the evolution of their songwriting and the evolution of um like them i think being more comfortable as artists or whatever doing being able to do whatever the fuck they want to do well yeah and i think that's the thing that makes them kind of stand out is that they do whatever they want to do and it's like always um like good and i feel like uh uh brandon kelly's voice is so unique that you can always tell, even if it's, no matter what the, from what era yeah. the, the song is from, you know that it's, you know that it's them because of uh, him and like his voice. Oh, totally. Um, I gotta show yeah, you some old Chris too, because there's a lot of like the, the hits from this band. It's interesting mm -hmm. that um, uh, they have an album called Cocktails and Dreams, which is more of like a compilation of all the stuff that they've put on um uh, it's it's cohesive and it sounds like its own record, but mm -hmm. a lot of this uh, are like oh this is these three songs are from a f um, a seven inch we put out or this one song is from a compilation this one you know mm -hmm. so they kind of put everything together, and a lot of those are like the unsung hero I think of the Lawrence Arms would be like Chris McCoggin, mm -hmm. because it's like almost like connective tissue and shit right like a lot of the uh, like there's a lot of punk bands that come fast and come hard and you know what I mean and kind of like rip through or whatever but like this like um you know like the the longest drink at the at the loneliest bar and uh, like a thousand resolutions and all these like fucking you know quintessential songs that you might you know just like skip over right. now i'm like 10 years later 15 years later fuck damn you're 20 years later how long i listen to this fucking band that those are the ones that kind of like right that are like almost resonating like long term whereas yeah, like if yeah. i want to go and like fucking like mosh and like you know f rip my fucking shirt off and dance a little bit then it's going to be the brendan songs Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, there's so much here. Paced. There's so much content. Yeah, here. yeah. And it's all just like, but it's all like well-made, well-produced, well-written. Mm -hmm. Like it's just good, like quality music. And this isn't like a, like it seems like an album that I would like find and listen to and like, like on my, on my own and not even realize that it's like a punk like band you wouldn't yeah to classify you know? it as that right there's pigeons yeah. and spies there's yeah, i'm yeah. the demon there's like a few that are clearly are like pta or no yeah. pta would be the first song the um 
No, Ghost Rider. Yeah, PTA being the like mm-hmm. this like yeah second track. There's probably four or five on here that are fucking like definitive. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of yeah kick, yeah, kick but it all like songs, goes the rest with of it is, the, yeah exactly. It, it, it all flows together. Yeah, not not a stuff. jarring um uh transition from like kind of one to the next or whatever. And I think that's the cool like that a lot of bands could probably um you know like do this, but it wouldn't feel like as cohesive. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Blink-182 is like probably not the greatest fucking, um, you know, they sound nothing alike or whatever, but you have th- a three-piece yeah, band yeah. with two singers yeah. and it fucking, and it works kind of harmoniously where I don't yeah. think like like Tom or Mark had like anything that would really like set the two apart. Whereas right. this band fucking has like, they are, they're so goddamn different. Those songs, I would, I would love to see one, you know, each other, mm-hmm. um, like the singer swap for each song. Right. But it would be dog shit because Chris is so good at doing Chris McCoggan stuff and right. Brendan Kelly is so good at doing Brendan Kelly stuff that, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They stand alone or whatever. But they come together like Voltron. Well, it's uh, kind of similar if we go back to, like, one of the r- our earlier episodes with Rumors and Fleetwood Mac. There are the three main singers with uh, Christine and Lindsay and yeah, Stevie. Okay, yeah, okay. And the, all of their songs are so distinctly them yeah like Lindsay's songs are so Lindsay. like they're more upbeat yeah. they have like an interesting rhythm totally christine does more kind of slow ballads mm-hmm. and uh stevie i don't even know how you would classify stevie's songs they're kind of because they're not like really upbeat and fun they're not ballads but they're kind of just like like fuck you fuck you bearing all all of my yeah. my feelings yeah here songs that you couldn't even imagine any of them thunder only each happens when it's raining it's a it's, it's a ballad yeah. but it's not like a, there's no like there's not like a power ballad exactly you know like it I mean? still has right. like a fun yeah. you can groove to it oh for sure um but the, i couldn't imagine in any of them swapping out their songs with each other but at the same time it all flows together like it all is very cohesive yeah that's the that. fucking band yeah right? like yeah, i think at the yeah. end of the day like that is if you can establish like your sound as being as diverse as having two mm-hmm. or fucking three singers in Fleetwood Max. Yeah. Like, they, like if you can, you know, like really iron that down to the point where like nobody else is going to do what we do. This is mm-hmm. the fucking band. But, you know, um, you know, I mean, like Bad Religion is going to be Bad Religion. And one of my favorite fucking bands of all mm-hmm. time. Right. But that um, you know what you're going to get there. Right. Like if you bite into a fucking piece of Pennywise pizza, it's going to be fucking Pennywise from you know 89 to fucking last year Mm -hmm. right which is which is totally cool and like that's what you're gonna you know like that's that's for that right Mm but um as like i'm getting a little bit older you're finding that like maybe like my music isn't growing with me Mm -hmm. or um it might get stale or something right like a big part of like the music that i love is the community that i get to share it with yeah and the past two years that's been non-existent right right? so for that you have something like um you know there's some there's some somber shit here and mm-hmm. I love the, you know what I mean? The, like the darker side of, of, of songwriting. And I like fucking, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dancer, Jackie. Yeah. You know, I'm a dancer, yeah. right? So like, I still like <laughs> to move and groove. Right. So like yeah, when I can, yeah. when you can perfectly, you know, put your despair with like fast mm-hmm. drums and shit like that and not make it a fucking drip and a bummer for everybody to listen yeah, to, then like, yeah. it's perfect. It's a perfect album. Yeah. On that like note too, about like bands like changing and stuff as they like get older i feel like because i feel like that's such like a common thing for people to be like oh like fuck them like they changed yeah. they know what they used to be but like you're a red hot totally chili peppers fan jackie 
Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like but, that but band gets a lot point. of shit but, for that. Yeah, you know but I mean? my point that yeah, exactly. And right. so that's my my point is that like if you're in a band for like fucking 20 years, 20 30 years, then and you're and, and you've you don't maintained change? the same sound the whole time, then what the fuck are you doing? Because as you, if you're being like true. They're being bad religion and they're the best fucking band in the world, Jack. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm not saying there's not, I'm, I'm not saying that there's not exceptions to this, but I'm saying in I agree, general. And I agree and I totally disagree being, at the same time. Yeah. I, in general, yeah. if you're an artist and you're, you're being true, your art is true to yourself and what you're feeling, then as you grow as a person, then your art is going to grow and change with you. And I think, like, even, like, with, uh, like, comedy, too. Like, I feel like comedians are so scared of, like, bettering themselves because yeah. they don't want their, their them to be less funny. But it's, like, as you grow, your comedy is going to grow with you and you're still going to be funny. It's just going to be in a different direction. And that's still, that's, yeah. that's part of, you can't stop yourself from, from growing as a person totally. because you're afraid that your art is going to change. But at the same time, obviously there are bands and artists that do remain consistent. But I just think that I don't understand. Like, I get if you really liked a band as it was and you don't like a direction they yeah. took. And it can go, it can be like their record labels. Like, oh, you need to be more poppy or whatever. That happens all the time. Mm -hmm. But in general, like with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like they grew because they're, I mean, they're in their like their fucking forties and fifties now. Yeah, totally. And so obviously, they're it's going to be different from when they were in like their fucking early twenties, jumping around stage. Yeah, totally. You know. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of nice. It's kind of it makes you grow like more attached to the artist when you kind of grow up and change with them. You know, and you kind of like experience. Mm like them looking through life through a different lens and it's like reflected in their art and yeah sometimes it doesn't resonate but it's sure. like really like special and like magical when it does sure, and when yeah, like yeah, you yeah. grow like with them and like change with them and it still remains like it still speaks to you whatever they're doing absolutely uh, yeah no i think it's like it's important but i'm on the like i'm uh, i'm i want to agree but i'm totally a hypocrite in this thing is that i want some bands to grow but I want some bands to stay the same because you mm. know what I mean? That's like, that's, that's what you do. Right. So yeah. under the confines of a genre, it would be really shitty. Bad Religion's second album was called into the unknown trash. Mm -hmm. And they came right back to the known right? <laughs> and yeah. kind of continue with what they do. Right. Which is, well, it just which is interesting. On what makes yeah, you happy right? as, an, well, as an artist and, and like as a fan and what you, you. want to, yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, of bands that have started to, um, uh, that have grown naturally and their fan base has left them. There's some that have found new ones. You know what I mean? Like AFI, for example, if we're just going to stay in the punk rock um, umbrella, like AFI was a hardcore band and then like a death rock band and then like uh, like a weird like emo band or whatever. Like so um, they've like gained popularity through that, losing some of like their original core members. I don't think it's hurting them as like a band. Mm -hmm. um, then you have, you know, say like a band like uh, like the Flatliners, kind of starting from like something a little bit harder and going a little bit softer and I'm um, talking to people that you know might have been like the core fan group or whatever mm -hmm. and you know what I mean you really have to be kind of growing up with that band to kind of get it yeah um whereas like I would totally wear a shirt that said make the flatliner ska again right right so yeah, like some yeah, yeah. I'm like it, if I it matters nothing what I think 
you know yeah, what I mean? Like at the yeah, end of the day, right? So, because I'll, I'll just like pick and choose, right? Because if I love that yeah. sound so much, um, I just want you to give it to me. But if you want to do something like Lawrence Arms have done and, and keep kind of growing and stuff, it doesn't, like the music isn't like that different. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's di really different at all. You know what I mean? I'll play them all kind of, you know, on a mix. They just put out uh, Greatest Hits. Uh, we are the champions of the world. I recommend mm -hmm. getting that album and then putting on, hey, what time does Pensacola... Um, Wings of Gold go on anyway and presenting the dancing machine if you put those two songs onto the greatest hits then it actually is the greatest hits that's just my personal opinion <laughs> but I had to get that out there but I mean um, you I'm completely undecisive I think and uh, what I want is irrelevant to talk about because when an artist gives me something that when i hear i'm like mm -hmm. oh that's the new shit or, or that's what i like then i'll yeah. you know i mean I'll, I'll go with it yeah, but yeah. if a band that i really love fucking swings Changes. and misses hard yeah. then i'll give them shit for like why don't you just do what you always do the thing yeah. that i like so i don't know i'm a complete asshole the only thing that i can tell you is that this is a fucking great record yeah <laughs> well it's totally subjective and it yeah. totally happens all the fucking time where a band you like goes in a new direction and you're like, ah, oh, this is not really my thing. I just think that as long as they're doing what speaks to them, yeah. and you can tell that it's authentic, oh, sure. then like do your fuck like do your fucking Absolutely. thing. I might not like it. Mm -hmm. I might not listen to it, but don't try to be something that you're not anymore. Oh, definitely. Just remain true. And that to, yeah, if yeah. you've grown out of your like scene and shit like that, avail is a great um uh point for that. If you liked avail and uh you want there still to be Avail songs. You need to realize that uh, Tim Barry is just doing fucking what he wants to do, right? Mm -hmm. Avail's not getting back together. You yeah. might do a tour and shit like that. You might get lucky and see him here and there, right? But Tim Barry's making stuff that's fucking drastically different from the hardcore music that you liked, you know, from yeah. before. Yeah, and I think, like, people talk about, like, artists, like, selling out because they, they changed their music or whatever. But I think... Uh, selling out is just not being authentic to you, who you are anymore. Yeah, if you totally. were if you were like a, a rock star and now you're making like pop music, but that is genuinely like authentically you, then that's you're not selling out. You're oh, just following you. you're still doing your art. Mm. As long as you're like following your heart and doing what feels authentic to you, then you're still making like good you're making like good art. Mm. But if you're like doing something because that's what you've always done and you're afraid to change but you don't really feel it anymore then like your art is gonna suffer and people are gonna be able to tell that it's well, not either real the art anymore. will or the person will i think yeah right? like yeah. yeah so if the art doesn't and like you know fans will still kind of come out in droves for like the thing that you do or whatever that might not like fulfill you as a person that's like up to the artist i guess or yeah. to make that distinction to say oh no i gotta i gotta do this for me and make the switch and fuck everybody else because that's something that's that's badass that's what as punk rock as it can get not the fucking case here. This band fucking found a thing mm -hmm. and then maintained and got better. If you want a like a hip hop um, parallel, I would say Aesop Rock fucking does nothing but get better mm -hmm. every fucking album release, especially in the past like you know three or four or whatever that have come out. So um, all I want to say at the end here, Jackie, is mm -hmm. that listen to the Lawrence Arms <laughs> every day and tell them to come play shows in Vancouver <laughs> and tour again with Kyle Kinane. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Shout cool. out to Chicago. Shout out to <laughs> one of my favorite bands. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just really wish that I could see you guys in at the end of the month at Punk Rock Bowling. <laughs> gonna be there. Oh, we're going to have to do extra episodes while I'm gone. 
Yeah, we'll have to bank. Okay. Yeah, we'll bank do that. Bank some up. Yeah. We'll do that. Maybe we'll do Oh Calcutta. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, any final uh, thoughts? Uh, no. Listen to the album. It's a it's a solid album. Solid band. I think you'll like it, even if you're not into punk rock. It's just good music. It's accessible. Yeah. And uh, don't throw out your child's porn. Don't throw collection. the baby out with the bathwater. Don't throw the porn out with with the cum water. Water. Weird. Super weird. Also, <laughs> for b- for more uh, Brett and Kelly, go to um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jackie. Go to uh, it's Better Sandwich, I believe. BetterSandwich.com. Uh, Brett and Kelly also blogs and uh, writes a bunch of cool shit. And if you want to um, uh, see funny st- quips from him on Twitter, uh, follow either Brett and Kelly or Nihilist Arby's and uh, look up Nihilist Arby's, and you'll see some funny stuff from that too. Nice. It's good stuff. Check them out. Nice. Bye. <laughs>